Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing where we discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today we're going to talk again about what it means to be a victim of our own lives and how we might be able to move past that. Thanks so much for tuning in. As I'm getting into my goal setting episode, which will be on Wednesday, I'm reminded that there are going to be some people for whom that content is not appropriate or it's perhaps even downright affronting because they're living in this posture of life happens to them. And they actually live a life often where they punish people because of the perceived injustices that have gone on in their own life. And I come from this school of thought that there's a twofold reason to grieve for people and with people that are sitting in that life posture. Number one, to be so disenchanted with life usually means some pretty hard stuff has taken place for you. And I'm sorry for that. I hate that for you. I understand what that feels like. I understand what that does to us. I understand how immobilized we can become when bad stuff happens to us and around us and with us. And I grieve in a second way. I grieve for those who sit in their own sadness and in their own kind of victimhood mentality because I don't think unless something radically changes, they're going to be able to understand what they're giving up by deciding that everyone else is the problem. And I sit with people and I see people live out this life of, if only you knew how hard it was for me. Friend, I get it and I'm sorry, but I don't know how things change if we cling to the understanding that Because my life is hard, someone owes me something. Because my life is hard, someone else is supposed to fix that for me. It just doesn't happen that way. I sit with people every day who have had travesties occur in their life. And I think every listener here can think about a season they've been in that was just excruciating, that was really tough, that was really untenable, it was really hard. We've all had bad stuff happen. And then there are people who have had excruciating circumstances unfold. And even worse, the host of people I walk with have had excruciating childhoods where we're not resourced enough to understand what's going on. We don't get to rise above the situation when we're in our childhood years. And in our teenage years, we don't get to transcend the context until we're out of it. But once we're out of that context, we have to be so understanding that it is up to us to walk towards health and healing because no one is going to come in and rescue us from our own misery because literally they can't. They can hand us tool after tool, encouragement after encouragement, invitation after invitation, but we have to do the work. We have to do the work. And I sit with people every single day and I hear stories constantly about people who transcend the most difficult and most excruciating contexts. And they've been called to rise above their experience because they understand how awful it was and they're working on healing so they can invite others along with them. I've been called to rise above my experience and walk towards healing so I can invite others along with me. But we're living in a culture that so often says things like, you can't say that to me. You're not allowed to make me uncomfortable. You have to make the changes so I'm okay. And it just doesn't work that way. We do not get to demand that others protect us from pain. We do not get to demand that others help us heal. We do not get to demand that others make us comfortable. And if you live a life that makes those demands, I can assure you, you are giving up on any type of life that brings purpose and meaning and healing. 
And I worry for you if that's where you're at. Life is painful. We cannot stay protected from pain. It just doesn't work. Life is hard. If we choose to sit in the hardness of life and we choose to become hardened by life, you need to hear it. It is a choice. And the reason I emphasize that it's a choice is because if we understand it's a choice, that means we can do it differently if we want to. If we want to go through life living as a victim, we have that option. We can say that other people are the problem. But if we want to live a life where healing is part of our story, we have to understand that we are a common denominator in most of our experiences. And even when hard things happen to us, We've made choices along the way of how to cope, how to deal, how to self-protect. And that's where our choice points come in. That's where we get to decide, do I want to sit in what I've created in my life? And again, what's been influenced and maybe sometimes painfully and heavily influenced by others, do I want to sit in that and own it as my reality and as my permanent? Or do I want to start walking towards something different? It is so intriguing to go through comic books and look at superhero stories and look at supervillain stories and understand that most of the superheroes that we praise and most of the supervillains that we are intimidated by or kind of feel ick about, most of their stories start in trauma. Most of their stories start in them either transcending a painful context and becoming some sort of superhero that saves others And again, our job isn't to save others, but it starts with the impetus of trauma. Something happens and they persevere. Supervillains are the ones who it starts with trauma and they say, you know what? Screw this. I'm taking mine. I'm going to eat, drink, be merry, grab everything I can because life's hard and I'm going to make it more difficult. And it starts with a choice. Most of those stories rise out of insanely complex and tragic experiences. And I watch it play out all around me. People who are living a life where they're going to be the victim and everyone else will pay because it's everyone else's fault anyways. And those who take radical ownership of their story and say, yes, it's been hard. Yes, it's been painful, but I want healing. I want to do better and then I want to provide better for other people. We have to understand that there's a choice and life is hard and it is really difficult to transcend our experiences. And I'm sorry if terrible things have happened to you. And I'm sorry that terrible things happened to you. At some point along the way, you've decided to handle it and I've decided to handle it in ways that might be helpful but are not healthful. And over time, we can work on healing, we can work on walking towards health, and we can work on dismantling the defensive mechanisms that once upon a time were so important for our survival. And I think it's the coolest thing that I get to sit in a room or I get to sit in a classroom and hear client stories and student stories about overcoming and overcoming and overcoming and they're exhausted and yet they persist because there isn't another choice. Persist or give in. Persist or give in. And so many people give in and then there are these beautiful stories where people persist and where people transcend and where they overcome the most difficult contacts. I can sit and and I've talked with you in past episodes and I will in future episodes about ACEs. So adverse childhood experiences where we talk about people who have been affected by perception of neglect They've been affected by physical abuse. They've been affected by divorce. They've been affected by incarceration. They've been affected by death at a young age. And those tragic things leave an indelible print on us. They do. We have to figure out how to survive in contexts that are really difficult. And I get to sit with client after client and student after student who has an ACE score that is 
is, I can't say off the charts because it only goes to 10, but whose ACE score is a 7, 8, 9, 10. I run into it often. And the pain in their stories is excruciating, but they realize they have a choice. And so they come and they see me or they go and they sit with another therapist or they start reading books that are helpful and health promoting, or they go and sit with a spiritual advisor, or they get into community with friends who are survivors, or they do something that moves them towards understanding that bad stuff happens and I still have a choice. So when I go to my episode on Wednesday and it's talking about goal setting, you have to understand you have a choice. You have to want to be better. You have to want to do better than those who came before you and those who influenced you poorly. When you make those decisions, you can go and you can create different realities that once upon a time seemed far outside of what was attainable or far outside of what you were able to do. I had a very interesting experience this last week of sitting with a mother and a daughter and mom has a complex trauma history and daughter has her own trauma narrative. And I was able to sit there and say to mom, I was able to say, I see you fight so ardently for your daughter to be well. And then I turned towards daughter and I said, and I see that even though she's fighting so hard to help you be okay, there's still consequence here. There's still struggle. There's still pain because she grew up in a context that was so painful. And for all the stuff she's been able to undo and all the health she's been able to walk towards and all of the protection she's been able to provide in her family, there are still deficits. There's still pain. There's still intergenerational trauma running its course. And so I talk to daughter and I say, I'm sorry you're hurting, but you also have responsibility here. You do not get to sit in the pain of what's happened to you and use mom as a scapegoat and say, well, she's the reason. And so I don't have to try. She's done her best. She's learning to do better. Now you have to do your best and you have to try to do better because that's what breaking intergenerational trauma cycles looks like. And it's excruciating work and it's terrifying work and it's painful work, but it is a choice. And so intermittently, when I kind of repeat this type of episode, I am beseeching you to consider that you have options. If you demand that you are the victim and you demand that people need to deal with you gently or in a special way because you're a victim, friend, you're paying such a high cost. Complacency and victimhood have such a high cost and you're not understanding what you're giving up by making other people the problem. So as we walk towards a new year and as we walk towards what does it look like to intentionally live well and to do better, I encourage you to understand that regardless of the context that you're in, change is possible for you. You can walk towards healing. You can grieve what's happened, acknowledge it, accept it, and walk towards healing. Those are all options. And if it doesn't seem doable, if it doesn't seem possible, reach out. I have walked through such despair with people and we've walked towards what does it look like to have hopes and dreams and start actually stepping into them. Even though once upon a time, they didn't even know what it felt like to not just survive. They didn't really have a concept of what is a dream? What is hope? What is my trajectory? What is my potential? And now they do because they understood that radical ownership of our stories is the launching point for change. And I'm sorry if it's been hard and I'm sorry that it's been filled with pain. We can grieve that. We can accept that. We can process through that and organize that. And then we can decide what a new chapter looks like. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Tune in on Wednesday for an episode on how to set goals and even some of my goals coming up for 2022. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you guys have a good rest of your week.